0: Welcome to a Radio 191 FM podcast.
1: Last week, the Ministry of Education announced the release of new resources designed to improve the teaching of sex education in high schools. However, these resources have proved to be contentious as they have prompted wider discussions about the state of sex and consent education in New Zealand. Here to discuss this with us is Associate Professor Melanie Barris of the University of Otago's Sociology Department. Thank you for joining us, Melanie.
0: Oh, Thank you for having me.
1: The introduction of these resources is concurrent with the discontinuation of the present consent education program. What effect will this program cessation have?
0: Um, yeah, so ACC is discontinuing their Mates and Dates program, and so Mates and Dates is actually a lot more than just a consent program. It was a healthy relationship program broadly, and only part of what they did was around consent. Um, so what that means that they're discontinuing it is that it'll put a lot more focus on schools and individual schools to address their needs in terms of sexuality education and healthy relationships um, and sexual violence prevention broadly, Um, which in some ways schools may be better adapted to address the needs of their own populations, but some people also say that they also need upskilling in how to work with their students in this space.
1: In an interview with Stuff.co.nz, you said that consent education doesn't solve sexual violence. What should we Mm -hmm. instead be looking at?
0: Yeah, so the reason I said that first off is that um, consent education is largely configured as teaching people how to communicate about sex, and there's a lot of great benefits to teaching people how to communicate clearly about sex, but the problem with sexual violence is not a communication problem, it's not about people not understanding, and... um, I kind of alluded to, you know, if you've got a problem with your car and your engine's not working, and you a paint job isn't going to fix the problem. And it's kind of something similar. So what we really need is an engine overhaul. So we actually really need to look and challenge uh, our assumptions about dating and sexuality, the pressure that's put on young people today um, to have sex or to have certain kinds of sex, um, and that doesn't really necessarily foster... Um, Ethical relating or you know thinking about what they want for themselves because there's a lot of pressures to do things in particular ways
1: Related to that point New Zealand has one of the highest rates of sexual violence anywhere in the OECD and this could indicate Mm -hmm. that there is a cultural aspect to it Um, Mm -hmm. Is this so and what steps would need to be taken in order to confront this culture?
0: Yeah, so that's a great question, and you're right, we do have high rates, and, and it is probably related to uh, some cultural aspects. And New Zealand is also known for having um, a binge drinking culture, and I'm sure that those two things are related. Um, and that's, I guess, what I mean when I say an engine overhaul, is really looking at our assumptions and the way in which we approach sex and sexuality and drinking um, And, you know, and there's a gendered aspect to it, too. There are certain pressures put on women and different ones that are put on men that kind of foster um, a rape culture, if you will, or a culture that at least condone sexual violence. Um, And it's those things that we really need to address. And in terms of the ACC funding, I think that this is what ACC are attempting to do because what they want is a much more of a community-driven approach. So... um, programs in schools are good and they're very important, um, but they're not enough. And so um, ACC have reconfigured what they're doing to try and promote a much more of a community-based model that would span across our communities in terms of ages and those in school and outside of school and parents and and basically include everybody.
1: Australia has already agreed to make consent education compulsory. How does this compare Mm -hmm. to internationally, and and why is New Zealand so behind?
0: Um, So internationally, I think Australia is probably one of the first to say that consent education is mandatory and compulsory. Um, That's not a direction that I would suggest that New Zealand goes, I think they need to make sexual violence prevention education compulsory, but not consent education. Um, and so then, I don't necessarily think that New Zealand is far behind. In some ways, the sexuality education um, in general, New Zealand probably is a bit behind some, some Scandinavian countries, but also ahead of some other countries, um, like the U.S., for example. Um, and so I think yeah, I don't think it's so much that New Zealand is behind or just kind of doing things differently. And with these big changes that ACC has put forward, um, of which these new guidelines, I think kind of configure into that in some way, um, we sort of remains to be seen the impact of what that's going to be more
1: broadly students responded positively to the idea of consent education and sexual Mm -hmm. violence prevention. Do you think this will impact how government makes decisions about the introduction of future programs designed to prevent sexual violence?
0: Yeah I mean I think consent education is really in favor right now and I think in part because it seems like a really easy and straightforward solution if we just teach people how to communicate about sex then no one will have sex without consent and then we won't have sexual violence. Um, And so I think that does have a lot of purchase, and and from what I've seen, I think the government is trying to be responsive to the needs of students and to students' voices as well as the voices of others, which um,
1: I think largely is a really good thing. Again, thank you for joining us, Melanie.
0: You're welcome. Thanks for listening to a Radio One ninety one FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.